The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends, and welcome back to Afternoons with Mike, a brand new week. Happy to have you along with us in the studio with me today, Todd Purikowski from Janney Roofing. Buddy, welcome back. Thank you, sir. It's been a long time. It has been a while. You know, I remember the first time, and I think you've been with me a couple of times, but the first time you were with me, you gave me gave us your testimony, which was pretty cool. And you traveled. I, I think, you know, a lot of people, when they hear your voice, they're going to be thinking, man, that guy is a nice, deep, resonant, clear voice, not only for speaking, but you did a lot of singing in your time, right? Yes, sir. That's correct. Man, where did you do that? So I was in a uh, youth home, upstate New York. And the uh, at the time, this is back in the early to mid 80s so anybody's even old enough to remember that oh, era I, i'm very old i yeah. remember that well yeah <laughs> best time the organization had a radio program called chapel time and uh they had we became the chapel time quartet but the precursor to that was we were putting a group of young people together to go down sing in camp in tennessee at a music competition for summer camp and i was picked to sing bass in a uh, teenage boys quartet. i can't imagine why i know i don't know why yeah, it was either why? tenor or bass i don't yeah. know and uh, I was selected to do that. We went down and competed, and out of four groups, we came in third, had to sing a cappella. Redeemed How I Love to Proclaim It was the hymn. And uh, after that uh, camp uh, event, uh, the pastor would have a live television program on cable called Come Fly with the Eagles. And he would, and it was live. So it was like, hey, guys, come up and sing the song you sang for camp. Well, after the third time singing the same song, we said, we need to learn this song. It was going to keep doing that to us. So we learned sweet, sweet spirit, and God, oh. God started speaking to oh, us that there goodness. must be yeah. a something here, and we just prayed about it, and the Lord allowed us to have the ability to become the Chapel Time Quartet. Went the following year to the same camp, took first place in everything, and recorded our first two albums in Paducah, Kentucky. In Paducah? Yes, sir. Uh, did you know I'm a Duke of Paducah? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we probably talked about that the last time. Yes, sir. Man, oh man, that is so cool that you got to do that, that you have been able to use this voice that God's given you for singing. My question now is, do you sing anymore now? I have sung and I do continue to sing, mostly in church or in the shower or both. Um, okay, that's, that's fair. Yes, sir. Uh, I do enjoy it. It is an outlet for me to worship. Um, that is an out expression uh, I played four instruments growing up as a kid, but never sang before. I played drums, accordion, piano, and clarinet, but never sang until I went to this home. It's tough to play clarinet while you sing. It is I mean, tough. That, that, You're right. I, I don't know. That's that's a special gift. Ventriloquism right yeah. is tough. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, it is uh, something that I thoroughly enjoy. I love to praise and worship. Uh, I do still like Southern Gospel. Um, I don't mind jumping into a harmony part of baritone, lead, or tenor, but bass is really where my heart is at. Oh, that's wonderful, man. Yeah, I'd love to hear you sing with that those pipes that you have. That would be a lot of fun. Now, let's go back to what you're doing now in your life. Uh, predominantly, you are a, an insurance slash roof sp uh, specialist. You work for Janney Roofing. And uh, so I know that with that, you, you do a lot of interface with people who are talking to their insurance companies about a replacement for their roof, or maybe it's been roof damage or something like that. And this is the time of year where all of that gets to be like front, front plate, top, uh, fr front of the, uh, of, of the, what's the word I'm looking for? You're, you're, it's front right. Burner. Front burner. There thank you, you. It's a front burner issue with so many people because of the hurricanes. Yeah. Even as we're recording this now, we know that, Lee is uh, not scheduled to make a Florida appearance. We're praying that's true. But we had one last week that kind of did. Yeah. And when that happens, that's a big deal, it's isn't it? It's a big it? deal, yeah. Uh, I, heard, I like the joke, though. Someone said that watching a hurricane or preparing for a hurricane is like being stalked by a turtle, uh, <laughs> oh, which is hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is unnerving to know that we have no control over that, uh, yeah, that, it's, really. that it's coming. Um, and the, people don't realize as well, even though hurricane season starts in June, the peak of hurricane season is September 30th. So we're not even into peak season yet. 
Oh, boy. Now, you know, I, I'm old enough to remember some like Hurricane Donna. Mm. Uh, and back in a time when the, I guess you could say the weather service lacked the tech that they have now sure. to really know. And even with all the tech we have, some of it is still an educated guess as to what's going to happen. You know, we had back several years ago in 04, we had that one hurricane yes. that did a loop-de-loop and Charlie, came back around. Yep, Charlie. Hurricane yeah. Charlie. Charlie that, Francis and Gene, I call them the triplets. That's right. Yes, sir. Yeah, And they did, you know, the funny thing about that, at that time, uh, my wife and I and a couple of our kids were living up in Gainesville. Hmm. And I was gone to a worship conference because I was a worship pastor. And Cindy, well, we were looking at the the weather map and, and all of the prognostications as to where that storm was going to go. It was scheduled to go straight through Gainesville. Mm. So, I, you know, we talked and I, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck up now in uh, the, the D.C. area. And what are we going to do? And she goes, I, I think I'd feel safer going down to Stephanie's in Orlando, our mm. daughters. That's what she did. Wow. And I want you to know. That, that Charlie was the went one. Went through Orlando, right. Went through Orlando. It changed direction, and instead of going north, it cut over to the east and yes. went or came in, what, at Punta Gorda, I believe, yes. and came straight over Orlando. Yes, sir. That's correct. So they got to see all of that firsthand. Mm, devastating. And, and uh, you know, it didn't cause a whole lot of damage from my daughter's house, but people all over Orlando, you saw these blue tarps everywhere. Yeah, blue tarps, trees down everywhere, and no power for three weeks. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't have a generator, didn't know what that was about. We'd only been here a short time moving down here from New York, but uh, that was baptism by fire at that time. So going back now to what you do, when that, that time comes, I mean, that's, again, it's a big deal. There's a lot to know. Do you think that uh, we're more prepared, let's say, in 2023 than we were in 20, uh, 2004? I would tend to agree with that, not just because of um, experience, but education. You know, they say that knowledge is power. I would say more effectively that applied knowledge is power. And having to learn from that is to know what you've been through. And also, if you have people that are just moving here from out of state, which you have a lot of them lately, talk to someone that's been here a while to know what they actually go through. Preparation for you know having emergency supplies, so many days of food, clean water that's been stored, yeah. generator with gas. I saw the other day a generator used by propane. That was pretty cool. And now they have solar power generators, which is pretty neat to have power. The biggest thing is, Air conditioning is a luxury, but keeping the perishables in your refrigerator or freezer from going bad is a big deal because that could go uh, could could hurt your hurt your budget. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people during that time that we were talking about a while ago in '04. They lost everything, everything. that was in their freezers yes. because, yes. like you said, three weeks. There's nothing going to stay well for that long yes, if sir. you don't have this backup power. Yeah, and if I was anybody homeowners nowadays, I recommend. I'm not an insurance agent although I did work for Nationwide when I was in Bible college uh, up in upstate New York. But take a video or photos of your house, all your belongings, just to have it somewhere so you can't rem- remember where you have everything or what belongings you had. That's so good, take, yeah. Take an inventory of all of your perishables, uh, preventative, you know, if you're outside, um, do the preventative. Uh, I love when also Florida has tax-free uh, weekends or weeks when it comes to hurricane preparedness. We just, we're just we going through that right now. We have that window still open. Those are the great times to stock up on those supplies. When it does come, you're prepared. Right. Now, Todd, there's been a lot of talk this year about insurance companies pulling out of Florida. How is that affecting your business? It does and it doesn't. Uh, the challenge was their insurance companies felt that there were so many claims being paid for, and some of them not so well, some of them fraudulent, some insurance companies and or roofing contractors, et cetera, and lawsuits have taken advantage of the industry, and all of us are paying higher insurance premiums because of that. Uh, so that hurts. Um, but the opportunity of the challenge lies in um, the laws that they put in place to protect themselves and also to mitigate claims. For example, citizens insurance is a state run. We pay for it out of our tax dollars and people pay for it when they pay a premium. But citizens insurance becomes the backup when no one else will insure you. But citizens can't hold that much risk. So they allow other insurance companies, what are called takeout companies, to mm-hmm. remove policies from the state. Uh, and the new law that just came out was if your new prospective insurance carrier could be within 20% of the premium of citizens, they must switch over to that new carrier, thus alleviating some of the stress load on citizens insurance. 
But the law change with any shingle roof that's over 15 years old is now suspect for an up change. And the four changes that they made for insurance based on a roof age of 15 years old on shingles is A, increase your premium, which people are experiencing that. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Uh, I know no, of that. Another one is they're modifying your coverage from what's called a replacement cost value to an actual cash value by eliminating the depreciation value of the, of the, of the home. The third thing they're doing is giving non-renewal notices. Hey, we're not going to cover you anymore. You know, until here, you get a roof. Until you get a roof. Yep. Yeah. Or fourthly, they are giving you a home coverage with a roof exclusion. Oh, man. Your house is covered, but your roof oh, is not. My Those are goodness. the four ways the insurance companies are interpreting or able to interpret that new law that came out in Florida. Wow. Now, I know that when my wife and I bought our home, when we made the move back to Orlando, we bought a home. We looked around. We looked at 30 homes. Wow. And that was during the time that real estate was cooking. I mean, if you found something, you better buy it right yeah. then. Because tomorrow it's probably gone. Yes, sir. And people were paying more than what the asking price was yes. for. I did. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. And you know what happened that made our current home uh, possible was a hurricane of all things. Wow. So it, it, it happened to where a hurricane was coming in and it, and it slowed everything down. It slowed people's looking around down. So we found a house right that had just come up the day mm. before everything shut down wow. and we were one of the first to see it. And I had a little bit of time to think and pray about it. And the nice thing about it, here's my point. We bought that home in October was when we closed on it in January of that same year, earlier that year, a brand new roof had been put. Wow. On. So that made that home double special for yes. us because of this very thing that you're talking about. Yeah. We've got 15 years. Yeah. And ironically, or, or, or really cool, I would say with Janie Roofing, just as an example, we use Owens Corning as our primary manufacturer of shingles. And uh, we're a platinum contractor. We're able to provide up to 25 years workmanship warranty in addition to the manufacturer's warranty. And we found that Owens Corning is the only company that actually honors their wind warranty up to 130 miles per hour, including named storms, which a lot of manufacturer shingles shy away from, or that's the little fine print where they don't honor those. I can tell you after Hurricane Ian and Nicole coming through Orlando with brand new Jane Roofs on there with Owens Corning materials, we've had a few of those. The repairs have been done. They were covered under warranty. They did not have to file an additional claim on a roof they'd already had done because of inferior product or yeah. a contractor that didn't do it the right way the first time. So it's safe to say not all roofing materials are, are the same. Yeah, they're not all created equal. That's correct. Yeah. Sir. And and uh, I heard you say you were recently on Mark's show too, Mark Goldstein. And I heard you say that not all roofing companies are created equal as well. That's true. That's a fact. Um, the biggest thing is you have to think about the motivation behind it. Our opportunity and our job, especially being a company that espouses a, a Christian values and uh, how we lead in the marketplace is to love our neighbors ourselves, take care of them that we want to be treated. My dad told me when I was a kid growing up, if you're going to sales, pretend everyone is your mother. Talk to them <laughs> like you're talking to your mom. Number one, that's you never, good you, advice. you never rip her off. And if you did, you never hear the end of it. So yeah, that's take right. care of everybody that way. And that's, we, we lead that way. You know, I think that's such a marvelous way to do business. It's not done every day that way. And we know that there are sadly a lot of uh, companies out there that are really uh, less than in having integrity in the way that they deal with things. Do you feel that the laws on the state of Florida that pertain to uh, construction slash roofing slash insurance, do you feel like they are where they need to be right now? I think challenging times uh, within our industry and within our state. Uh, I think the pendulum swings both directions and eventually it'll settle out. I firmly believe they need to do something. Um, and I'm not sure this is the right fix, but at least it's a step in the right direction. Unfortunately, a lot of companies and or uh, people have sued the insurance company for everything that they're worth. And they just said to themselves, I don't want to be in business anymore in this state. I don't want to get out of here. I can't yeah. handle it. And so those of us that are trying to do the right thing for the homeowner, doing the right thing for the policyholder, the customer, and the insurance company as well, doing the right thing. You know, one of our four core pillars of Janie Roofing is honesty. And telling the truth up front is very important. Not everything is a claim. There are some roofs that didn't have as much damage, but there are some of our competitors out there, unfortunately, that promise the moon when they know there's nothing there, and then they want to file suit to something that's never going to come to fruition, which gives someone's hopes up for something that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Tell the truth. I'm okay. I can handle it. Tell us the truth. We do When we do inspections, they're fair and honest. 
we will give them an unbiased determination of what we feel the inspection loop is and what's going to handle what it can't handle. Because that inspection that you would do, if it's done prior to what the adjuster would do, it's going to have a second set of eyes looks on it, looked at it. And if it's not right, their their final estimation is going to trump whatever you did, right? Yeah, sometimes. And there are some times we have conjecture where we can collaborate and see if there was something that they missed or that we didn't notice or et cetera. But the biggest thing as well is our reputation. You know, Janie is a family name. I've known the Janies for almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. And if the Janie gets the reputation in the marketplace when insurance companies are coming to a home and they're always looking at fraudulent or negligent or substandard uh, inspections, over time, Janie will get a reputation of just bringing people out for no reason. And they're, oh my gosh, another Janie roof. What am I going to look at this time when I come out here? We are only providing education and opportunities for our clients that are valid. That way we have a good reputation, not just with the client, right, but also with right. the carrier that's going to be paying for it, potentially. Yeah. So they respect us in the marketplace at a high level because they know that we do everything with honesty and integrity, and quality you, and generosity. You have a lot of employees working for you. You do your own work. Yes, sir. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, salespeople out there yes, sir. trying to sell you a, a roof. They don't. They, they'd go out and then they'll, they'll job that out, right? When Janney Construction Services, which is where our company started at in 2006, we were a labor company. We provided labor for other roofing contractors in the Central oh, Florida so area. Got, you got your start that way. Yeah, that's yeah. how we started. And I yeah. came on and said, hey, let's do our own stuff. And Derek said, you build it. And I did. And here we are. Um, but the cool thing is we have our crews that are dedicated to Janney Roofing. They do all of our own work. We have a, a, a whole layer there that does all of our stuff for us. We're not going around to the Home Depot parking lots on a Saturday morning looking for workers. Um, now, does that actually happen? It does, sir. Oh, my goodness. Yes, sir. You don't know. I've also seen roofing companies, because they don't have any labor, they'll load the roof with shingles way in advance, hoping to get some crews in time to put the roof on. We schedule ours in advance. We have everything lined up, permitting, products, installation, all things already taken care of. And because we're certified by the manufacturer of what we're doing, we can provide a full warranty on everything that we install. Now, you know, there was something that was done. My dad was uh, a con contractor, and he did a lot of uh, siding work. He also did a lot of roofing work. Well, that meant I did a lot because right. <laughs> I worked with my dad in the summer times, uh, early years of high school. I've spent many hours up on a, a roof up in the summertime in Indiana. And I remember a phrase that he taught me way back then. A lot of people who were less than honest would go out with a job, they'd get a contract, and then they'd go out and they would spike that job. That was the term. Hmm. They would just go out and do a little bit. They might put up one line of shingles, and then they would come back after they tarred, yeah. did the tar paper and all that, and they would come back the week later or two weeks later. That's That's the kind of stuff that gives this whole industry a bad name. Yeah, not only that, but other contractors will take the deposit down, run with the money, and never do the job at all. Oh, That happens as well. Oh, my goodness. Yes, sir. Well, it's really good to know that there are companies like Janney's that operate not only not only from biblical principles, but again, the principles in your company are all believers as well, as are you. Yes, sir. Yes, and that's sir. a big deal. It is a big deal because the values that we share and the culture that we have uh, I have been tasked with being a corporate trainer as the custodian of our culture and is ours to lose. So we want to make sure that we protect it at all costs because that's all we have and separates us from everybody oh, else. Man, what a deal that is for the consumer. Todd Pierkowski, give us how people can get in touch with you. Sure. 321-385-ROOF, which is 7663, 321-385-ROOF. If you're interested in me having meet with you, please contact me uh, there and ask for Todd. I'm the only one by that name, T-O-D-D. You can also visit us online at Janney, J-A-N-N-E-Y, roofing.com. There you go. Todd, thanks for being with me today. And friends, we'll be back in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. 
an evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Ready now with our next guest, which is Chad Davidson. Chad's been with us before on the program. He is out in California. They do so much in terms of helping parents be equipped with today's media things that kids go through. And a lot of parents are really starting to catch up. I think if there was one benefit that came from the pandemic, it was that it did open the eyes of many parents who were just maybe before missing a lot of what was going on with their kids. So on the line with me right now is Chad Davidson with Good Fight Ministries. Welcome back to the program, Chad. Well, I want to thank you so much uh, for having me on. And, and also, man, I could not give a bigger amen to exactly what you just said about parents having their eyes open a lot more than I was even expecting after the whole pandemic. You you and I have talked about this many times, about this whole thing that kids are going through and how that Hollywood and just about all of the other purveyors of media uh, they're pushing on kids today, and it is a worldview that is shockingly absent of anything at all having to do with Christianity or even uh, what would be considered to be a kind of age-old American uh, value. I mean, it's just amazing, isn't it, the kind of lies and perspective that these media outlets are putting out to kids today, and sadly, Parents have not been doing the job that they need to be doing with regarding to training their children in these things. So kids are growing up by and large without any mooring at all. And when the winds of deception blow, it's easy for them to get knocked over, isn't it? You know, I couldn't agree with you more. And one of the saddest things is we're seeing this not just in theory, but in practice. I mean, when you look at the suicide rate of young kids, it is so, so unbelievably high. I believe they even said that more kids are dying via suicide than they were car accidents, which just seems absolutely incredible. But when you look at it and you're seeing the the amount of depression and, and the way the brain works and the way the algorithms have worked on social media, whether it's TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever it is that they're on, all of their life is dictated by what likes they get, uh, what what pictures, who responds to them, all of those things. And then the celebrities that they look up to one of the things they don't realize is just how dark and depressed those guys are and so it's it's kind of interesting uh i I believe it was jim carrey who was quoted as saying basically if you wanted to ruin someone's life just give them everything they ever wanted and (laughs) that is so true and so many of these young people are really seeing uh just a a sad and gloomy look and an end and so much uh that is being pushed on them is nihilism uh, even just out-and-out out Satanism. But basically, these young kids are out there in the vast desert of despair, just looking for an oasis, and all they're finding is the same thing that these celebrities have been finding all these years, and that ultimately they're looking at a mirage, and they keep chasing after the wind, and they never find it. And whatever they do find literally is just ends up being darkness and depression. You know, what's so sad, Chad, is that the old adage about not learning from history, not learning from previous mistakes, it, that that is alive and well right now with kids in America right now because they are obviously learning uh, maybe ultimately the hard way that what they thought was okay is not okay, and we're seeing this. I mean, some of the saddest sights that I think I've ever seen right now are happening in some of the blue cities Uh, the blue states here in the United States. I think of what's going on up in Pennsylvania, in a lot of areas around Philadelphia, where the drug use is so rampant. And and the kids there that are hooked on these drugs are so lost and they're so addicted that they're, it's almost, it looks like a zombie apocalypse up there, doesn't it? You, you know what, that is such a, a sad and true way of stating it. And, and I coach wrestling at the high school level uh, out here in, in California, and, you know, we're obviously a famously blue state. Now, I will give you this. 
the area that we live in, uh, which is Simi Valley, uh, it's fairly red uh, in terms of, you know, a lot of it has is a lot of different, you know, you got police officers and firemen and small business owners and construction workers is what makes up a lot of the demographic here. Um, but the, the truth is, is I see the kids. I see the kids at the high school level. I walk around, um, you know, to go to the wrestling practices and so forth. And so many of these kids are just searching for a purpose. And, you know, it reminds me, because I, I, I used to be an atheist. I came to Christ through Good Fight Ministries back in 2009. Um, and the truth was, is I was an atheist because I was looking towards all of these other things. And I had a fake God that I didn't, that I said I believed in. But ultimately, when struggles came my way, I said, I, I, I don't believe in God and I hate him. Uh, before I came to Christ, and I was one of those ones wandering in the desert of despair and thinking that if I get these, you know, frivolous, you know, whatever it may be, if I get with this girl or I drink this or I get in this fight or I win this thing or whatever it may be, that that would bring me some joy or some happiness. But then you're just chasing after the win. As yeah. uh, Solomon yeah. once said, it's just vanity of vanities. You know, you're just chasing after the win. And I feel for the kids because I see that, hey, you know, maybe just pop a pill, whatever it is, they're not dealing with the disease, they're just dealing with the symptom and suppressing it for so many of these kids. But the problem is their parents are using the same methodology, because the doctor's using the same methodology. When I read scripture in Revelation chapter 18, and I'm not anti-medicine whatsoever, but I, I recognize what's going on, because in Revelation chapter 18, it says multiple times, but one thing that it reminds me of specifically is that it says that the whole world gets deceived by the merchants and their pharmacia, you know, their drugs. And I think that so many people are deluding themselves. And I remember watching a debate between uh, famous atheist uh, Bart Ehrman, or agnostic um, Bart Ehrman, and basically when it came down to having an answer for, hey, well, what actually – you know, what should we do in this life? How can we get joy? And basically it was, you know, drink some alcohol and pop some pills. <laughs> it's like, well, that's, that's the end of it there. You know, that's all you can do. And sadly, while he expressed it that way, the truth is, is what else is there other than the suppression of this God-shaped hole that I believe God has designed by his grace so that we would seek, grope, and possibly find God. You know, I, I'm thinking again of a quote I gave last week on the program to some other guest, but we were talking then about uh, atheism and you being one, having a, a former atheist yourself would agree with this. Steve Martin, the comedian and the banjo player and movie actor, a well-known guy, uh, he came out and made what, for my mind anyway, was an amazing statement. He he talked about atheism and it was it drew a big laugh when he said it, but he but he really meant it. He said atheism got no atheists got no songs. It was something like that. You know, you wonder what is the draw for people who are atheists and who go to these organizations. What is the draw for them when there is nothing good that they can reflect back on? There's nothing that gives them hope, and and sadly, a lot of kids are just like that bunch they're they're drawn right into this darkness and you use that term earlier there's darkness out there without Jesus if they don't know the giver of light then obviously all that's left is darkness and that's that's what's happening right absolutely and you know what once again Solomon in the book of Proverbs he expresses this very very clearly specifically in Proverbs 836. But when you look at Proverbs, you have the woman of folly, and then you have the woman of wisdom, and this personification of God's wisdom that he endows to us. And you see so clearly those who hate me, hate the wisdom of God, they ultimately love death. And so when you're talking about darkness, death, and despair, it is a such a sad thing to watch. And, and we have, we, we just came out and YouTube tried to suppress the first one, so we had to edit some things out. And uh, we just came out with a not only a gospel track, but also a video. The gospel track is called Super Celebrities, Darkness, Depression, and the Devil. Mm. But the new video that we just put out on our YouTube channel is the celebrity video that the devil doesn't want you to see. Because 
People don't even realize some of the darkness these guys are into. Tom Brady, football season just started yesterday. They did a huge thing for him. Tom Brady was working, was doing something for Gillette where they were shaving his face, and he was doing an interview in front of a big crowd before the Super Bowl. And he says basically that his wife is a good witch. And he says, you better be glad that his wife even told him, you better be glad that I'm a good witch and that she performed witchcraft and she knew what years that he was going to win. Uh, And he literally says it and the whole crowd is just sitting there and Megan Fox herself, she went and did an ayahuasca trip out in Costa Rica, said that she went to hell for eternity, whatever on earth that means. But what what in the world? (laughs) <laughs> that's what she that's what she said darkness and despair and and you look at so many of these guys tom brady himself talked about he won all these super bowls as a young man and he's like there has to be something more than this what is this all there is just absolute sadness and despair and so people think and i remember going out sharing the gospel as a new believer once i came to christ uh pastor joe schimmel here at our, our church blessed hope in simi valley he said he started discipling me by sharing the gospel and I was going out there and people would be like, man, well, what about all these celebrities? They, they don't have God, but look at their lives are great. And I remember thinking that about different people like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and so forth. And they tell you all this, but then you find out that that's not the case at all. These people are absolutely just depressed. And every time they get something else, some form of whether money, influence, power, fame, that they're more depressed. And I, and I think about a lot about Dr. Tyson Fury. He was asked on the Ariel Hawani show uh, regarding like the day that changed his life when he was able to beat Vladimir Klitschko. And he said his whole life's been ruined ever since then. He, he hates, he hates it. And he almost wished it never happened. And it was like, wow, that's so heartbreaking. You re- reach the pinnacle of success and when you get there, there's no joy, there's no peace. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, every extra dollar you get doesn't bring you any more peace, and yet you keep striving after it, and Satan keeps you know, wiggling that carrot in front of you, but you're just running on a spiritual treadmill going nowhere. You know, I remember, Chad, I remember as a young boy wanting a gift uh, from mom and dad. Uh, I had prayed for this. <laughs> I'd, I'd looked at the Sears and Roebuck catalog, which that's what we had back then. We had the wish books, you know, the wish list books of catalogs that had all these toys in it. And there was this one toy that I wanted so badly. I, I just knew that if I had that, all life was going to be blue and sweet for the rest of my life. And this, you know, mom and dad ended up getting me that toy. And I played with it faithfully all of a couple of hours, and I grew tired of it. And I ended up playing with the cardboard box that that toy came in more than I did the toy itself. And I remember feeling a little bit of that disillusionment about something that I thought was going to be so great, and then you get it, and you find out it doesn't do it. And it reminds me of that adage that says, Happiness comes from happenings, but joy comes only from the Lord. And the things that people think, just like I did with that toy, we think if we have that, it will make us happy. Well, that happening will will fade and we'll get tired of it. It changes. It's not what we thought it was, but the joy of the Lord is only going to be found in him. And he's not like that kind of way. He always delivers. He's always faithful. His joy is there for us. No, amen. And I think that's such a a wonderful illustration of the truth and the reality. And so many people that work so hard. And, And I remember doing that when I first got my job, I thought, this is amazing. I get to go to work. I have my own money. I get to buy my own things. And then you get it and you're like, wow, I worked a lot to get that. Right. You're like, what happened here? That's crazy. Well, I know that you were talking about this video uh, and the one that you said YouTube stopped out. Uh, they kind of stopped it from going forward. Tell us a little bit about that. What is it What is it that uh, that hooked YouTube and said, now nah, we can't play this? Yeah, it, it is really such a frustrating thing because it, they are so arbitrary a lot of times. And this is the interesting thing is I... I go on YouTube to get a lot of the clips. So we play a lot of clips 
of celebrities themselves or, or you know artists, stars, talking about the depression that they have, talking about some of the sadness, some of the things that they deal with. And so we already got those videos from YouTube. So the only thing that we're playing on there are videos that we've already found, short clips and so forth. Mm -hmm. So obviously those haven't been restricted to the point where I can't see it. And yet we upload the video and it's performing very well. And then next thing you know, you're restricted. And then we appeal that restriction and say, hey, guys, this is wrong. We're speaking out against suicide. We don't want people to kill themselves. Can you look at this video? And when they manually looked at it, they actually put a greater restriction on it that pretty much shut the video down from being seen. Oh and we gosh. were like, whoa. What does that say? I mean, what what is their reasoning? Do they give any expression, any expressed reason why that they said no to that video? Well, they gave community guidelines, and those community guidelines, they said we broke. And then when you look at the community guidelines, it just talks about harmful uh, statements and so forth. And it made no sense because all we ended up doing and the video that's up now, and I encourage you, if you if you have a chance, make, make sure to check it out right now because it is very, very powerful. And what's great is, too, one of the great things is we don't just simply give a bunch of statements from these artists, but we had multiple testimonies of people that came out of depression that, that had suicidal thoughts or attempted suicide. And people from our congregation here that came to the Lord, we sat them down and we did interviews with them right here in our youth room. And it's beautiful because it ends on just testimony after testimony of God's goodness. After seeing all the despair, recognizing, wait a second, there is an answer. Because a lot of the answers that are given by the world, they simply just don't have them. So it's so interesting. The only difference, I'm not exaggerating, the only difference in a 57-minute video was we had missed bleeping out the word suicide. And once we did that on the new upload, we no longer are having any restrictions right now. So pray right. that that, yeah. that that continues because this is such a powerful, powerful video for people to see. And it's one thing to sit there and rant and be upset about the evils of the world. It's another thing to give people the answer. And ultimately, that's what we get in God's Word. We don't just get to know the wickedness, but we actually get the answer to all of it. And we get the joy of the Lord uh, in our hearts. You know, there's no doubt about it. It's a battle, isn't it? To do what you're doing, the kind of ministry that you guys are doing at Good Fight, with the videos and with the teaching that you do. And Lord willing, if it all works out, I'll have Joe Schimmel on the show tomorrow. He's going to be talking about the upcoming season. And I know you guys are getting geared up for Halloween, which is not that far down the, the, the row now from us where we are. But you guys are doing this. And without a doubt, you find every day that, that this is a battle for their soul. Is that not right? That's exactly right. You you couldn't be more right about that. And, you know, it's one of those things that because and I think maybe it comes from my background of, of, you know, being on the losing side for so many years of that battle and recognizing really where the, the state of my life was before I came to Christ and not even knowing, not even understanding this spiritual warfare I'm in when I'm, you know, this atheist and so forth. And it breaks my heart when I see young people that don't know the Lord, that don't have the victory, that have that depression. And, and I don't want that for them. I want to, I want to, I want to preach the gospel. Jesus came to set the captives free. And it's so true. You can be free and free indeed. And ultimately this is the battleground that we are on. We need to recognize we're not wrestling simply against flesh and blood. There's principalities, there's powers, there's ruler, rulers in the darkness of this heavenly realms. And guess what? There, the Bible also says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, that Satan himself, the prince of the power of the air, works through the sons of disobedience. We just, we just came out with a video. Hey, hold that Friday. right there. I'm up against a break. Let's talk about that video right there in just a moment when we get back. This is Afternoons with Mike. Chad, J Chad Davidson is with me, and we'll be back with Chad in just a moment. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. 
for all your comfort needs. Call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Chad Davidson with Good Fight Ministries is my guest today. Chad, it was talking about this whole thing about YouTube and how they put this video out. Uh, and we kind of came up against the break. So if you'll go ahead, Chad, pick that back up. Yeah, it's interesting because we were talking a little bit about the super celebrities videos that one of them got knocked down and we ended up having to re-upload it and just edit some things. But we actually came out with a video also on Friday that was called Doja Cat Summons Demons. And that's because this artist, Doja Cat, who right now her song uh, Paint the Town Red is number one on Spotify for the United States. I mean, wow. this, these are these are artists that are huge. People are listening to them, I mean, just all the time. And one of the things that I've noticed, too, even when I go out to dinner, whatever it may be, with my family, I look over and I see kids with their headphones in the whole time. Like, you know, I go to the gym, I see people with their headphones in. I see people walking around by themselves right. with their headphones in. People just have this stuff locked in, and they're meditating on it the whole time. And she's only come out with three songs in her new album, and the new album is called Scarlet. And then the last song that she just came out with is called Demons. And it is an entire music video where she is a demon. She becomes possessed and then turns into a demon, and is haunting uh, Christina Ricci, the actress uh, from... Uh, she was known for being in Casper, the Friendly Ghost, and the Adams Family, and she she is haunting her. She is demonically attacking her, and this is one of the biggest artists out there right now, female rappers. I mean, it is incredible how open they are about this stuff. She had a 27 year old birthday, where at her 27 year old birthday, she had what was called an eyes wide shut, um, an eyes wide shut party where they basically made it look like an entire uh, ceremony for joining the Illuminati or something. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, it was. it is just incredibly disgusting how open they are about this, but yet you don't see age restrictions and stuff on those videos, but they put them on ours for warning about suicide. You know, what does that say about our culture, that we got to this place where you're more looked at suspiciously if you say you're a believer in Jesus, if you're a Christian, then you might get your video blocked, but they can put this stuff out there, which is blatantly satanic at times, and they are just able to just have free reign, it seems, without any restrictions at all. It really does say that we've slid a lot down the tubes here, uh, not trying to be funny about YouTube, but I mean, let's face it, YouTube is a great purveyor. Of the of stuff that's not good, <laughs> without a doubt, and, and it's incredible the things that they choose, and it, it's so subjective, and it's so weird to me how how they just decide certain things are okay. I mean, the editor for uh, for my show, Josh, he's up literally on we record on Thursday for my Friday show every morning, and he is up putting tests in on video after video to see if it doesn't get some sort of claim or some sort of strike on it. I mean, all night, he literally, he's usually up until 2 or 3 in the morning for our show that comes out at 6, trying to get all this stuff through. So it's very, it's very difficult, but it is worth it because we do, the, the whole point is to get the gospel out. We want to see more and more people come to know Jesus Christ. Well, that is a great goal, man, and I appreciate you. I had a Joe. I was able to sit with him at the NRB this year in May and really enjoyed getting to know him and, and just the fight that you are. I, I just so love your name. It's a good fight. Better than being a good witch, by the way, I'll say that. <laughs> it's a good fight, that, and it's a worthy fight that you're doing. And I, I think of, again, the scripture that says our whelp, our weapons— in this warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. So one thing about the fight that we are all doing, that you're doing with uh, groups like uh, these organizations that try to squash and step down on the real efforts to get the gospel out there, one thing is, is that we have God on our side, and he's always going to win. He's always going to win the day victoriously. So I'm I'm uh, encouraged when I remember that a lot of these kids though that are being affected they don't know that they don't know the truth 
So that's why we need things like this. Uh, and there have been plenty of wonderful media things, even this year, uh, you, that are out there right now that are making a difference in people's lives and causing, I think, some new questions about the topic of faith and what it means for a person to to go there. So, man, that is exciting to know that you're doing this. Anything else new that you're working on at Good Fight? Yeah, we're actually really excited because this has been one of our one of our, I guess, the most fruitful years, just about all the things that we've been doing. But um, Pastor Joe, uh, I'm sure you'll talk uh, to him about this when he comes on. He just finished his first children's book, um, which we're really, really excited. It, I think it launches in like two weeks. Joe will give you the date when you have him on. But I'm so excited for the launch of it. it, it it's, it's awesome. I have four kids. They've all read it. They're all so, so excited uh, for the book to actually come out. So we, we have that book. And I just finished the last chapter to a book uh, that I've been working on uh, regarding discipleship that I literally just finished and it's been sent to the story editor waiting to get um, get all the notes back. But I finished writing, praise, praise the Lord. And then we are working on multiple projects, which is really awesome. Uh, we're currently working on a seven-part series on Marvel and DC's War on God, the third installment of yeah, our series, yeah. should yeah. be coming out uh, fairly quickly, hopefully. And then uh, we are also working on a documentary on country music as well. Wow. Now, that one I'm interested to see. The whole Marvel thing, that's been very fascinating to learn from you guys, to see what it is that you saw. And I think a lot of people, they take this innocuous approach to Marvel and I, I, let's be honest, Marvel's put out some really interesting materials. But if you're not, if you don't have your eyes open, if you've got just your mind shut off and you watch a lot of this, there are very obvious things with as cool as they can be. There's some dangerous stuff in there, right? No, you exactly. I mean, I was honestly stunned. I, had, like, I, I mentioned already on this show, I have four kids and my son, my oldest son is 10 years old. So I got a 10 and 8 and 6. And then my other, my youngest daughter turns four here in a couple of weeks. And so I, I had, we went to the Marvel movies, we checked them all out. And I honestly had no idea what was going on until I had some checks. I didn't go and see um, the ones with Dr. Strange. Cause I knew that he was into witchcraft and so right, forth. I wasn't right. going to take my kids to see that, but I had no idea some of the other, uh, you know, really demonic agendas that they had. And to know that a lot of the, authors of the comics that they were taking these movies from were openly uh, satanic followers. It's not mm. even a, a question. They brag about it. And so I was like, wow, that is really interesting. And then, you know, come to find out that even Robert Downey Jr., which people love Robert Downey Jr., but before he got that role, he called himself, and I'm not, <laughs> this, this is quote, end quote, he said that basically some of the witchcraft that he performed, some of the seances and, and so forth, or what is actually known as chaos magic that he performed, that he was so intent on the performing of this that he said he was basically like a Lester Crowley's brother. And for those who don't know who a Lester Crowley, yeah. he is the father, the godfather ultimately of modern day Satanism. Right. And uh, th this is a guy who, you know, oh, I don't even want to get in some of the gross things that he did. But Aleister Crowley, as I said, is the godfather of modern-day Satanism. And you have people saying, I was performing occult-like rituals like him to the point where I would have been his, considered his brother. Wow. And this is what they were doing to get roles. Ezra Miller from uh, The Flash, same thing, was performing chaos magic, having people call him Jesus and Satan. Uh, I mean, this is, this is no joke. They're doing these things as part of ritualistic things before they get into their roles. And so if that's what's going on and the spirit realm is involved, I realize I can't have my kids involved with this. Yeah, right. And I think that's wise for you. Uh, parents, we need to wake up and realize we need to assert values from God in the lives of our kids. We cannot assume that what uh, they're, regardless of what the rating is, and a lot of parents, uh, uh, sadly, let their kids watch R-rated movies that are, you know, that it may not contain sexual stuff. But boy, if it's if it contains these kind of messages, and minimally, a lot of them, uh, even that were on television, 
contain things that would be even direct statements like there's no God and uh, there's, you know, there's this whole thing about immorality being just like everywhere and it's every day and you're normal if you do that. You're abnormal if you don't. Those are the kinds of things that parents really, really need to be aware of. And now I know Good Fight is doing just that, the good fight to get this word out there to parents. So thank you for that. Before you go, before we run out of time here, this being 9-11, I've thought a lot about it in the days leading up to today, and I pray that we make it through this day without any further type of stuff going on. But where were you on 9-11-2001? Man, I, I will not forget it. I was in junior high school at the time, and because of that, I was up in the morning watching <laughs> watching my cartoons before school. Uh, with my two older brothers, and all of a sudden, I just remember the TV switching over and seeing the towers with smoke coming out of them, and I'm like, what is going on here? I had no idea. You know, you're a young kid. You have no idea what's going on. I'm, like, calling my mom at work, like, Mom, should we even go to school? There's, like, terrorist attacks going on, and I remember heading back, uh, heading to school, and we were not allowed to go out during lunch that day. I remember we had to walk underneath um, certain bridges and areas at the school to make sure we weren't seen. And it was a very strange time. And I even, uh, I remember I was in football at the time and went to football practice and we were all like, what are we supposed to do? But what I noticed the most, and sadly enough, I fell for it too, was that became a marquee day for atheists like Sam Harris and Victor Strange and a number of other uh, mm. atheists that use that as a day to say, you know what? It's not just that I don't believe in God. I'm going to teach everyone that God is not real. And they use the 9-11, September 11, 2001, wow. as a marquee day for a reformation of atheism. And that's when books like God is Not Great by Christopher Hitchens, not long after that, mm-hmm. um, you, you obviously had not just Hitchens, but Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, Daniel Dennett, Sam Harris, atheism just started to explode. And they used 9-11 as a reason for this. And for me now as a believer, I'm saying, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen. They're just suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. And I'm going to use this day as a time where I specifically go out and talk about, we only know that that was wicked and not just simply chemicals in the brainwaves just moving about too much and moist robots deciding they wanted to do something that you think is evil, but that it's actually evil. But we have the answer. And the answer is not found in killing other people. The answer is found in the one that gave himself up for us, the person of Jesus Christ, who not only died, but rose again. And so I'm going to use this date and and to tell people and to glorify God and to still say we can point out wickedness because we know there is a law against it because there's a yes. law giver. Yeah, that's right. And boy, I tell you what, I always want, always want to remember, never forget. And I, I'm grateful for your uh, story and thankful that uh, you were in California at the time. Was that where you were? Yes, I was. Yeah, and that's why the the time difference was so critical. These things were happening at 8 o'clock, but it was quite early out in California, just after 5, well, just before 5 o'clock when the first tower was uh, hit, just after 5 a.m. out there, uh, or 6 a.m., I should say, uh, when the second tower was hit. So, yeah, that was happening very early in the morning for you and we never want to forget. We always want to remember. Thank God for the heroism of these uh, first responders. And I never want to forget that either. Chad, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today and for the battle that the Good Fight Ministries is all about. Give us your website. Yeah, you can check us out at goodfight.org. And you can also go to our YouTube channel, Good Fight Ministries. And you can find us anywhere podcasts are found. We have the Good Fight Radio Show and 511 News. That's awesome. Chad Davidson, thank you for being with me today. And friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. (laughs) 